98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning. Uh, I am Tig. Hey, Daniel. Uh, you know what's going to happen on this Saturday? They're doing a reboot or bringing back. I don't think it's a reboot, but he's bringing back Alf, Ryan Reynolds. He's got, a, I guess, a television show called Maximum Effort. Not television show, a channel, I should say. And uh, bring it back, Alf. Remember Alf from the 80s? Alien life form. He was a little alien. Some guy in a costume played Alf. Uh, and the people that I know that like Alf, they don't just like Alf. They're obsessed with Alf. Who do you know that's obsessed with well, Alf? You and I have a friend named Van that was a radio guy. And this guy doesn't just like, oh, Alf was cool. Alf was a legend to him. And well, I guess it's coming back. If you were a kid in the uh, around the 80s like we were, Ty, that was uh, a, a show on television with a puppet. Mm. It's either Hill Street Blues or Alf. So you're really excited when uh, Alf, Alf came, came on. on. What was his deal? He uh, liked to eat cats. So they always had to keep on the family cat. On his planet of Melmac, Alf uh, ate cats. It was a delicacy. And then when he moved in with the family on Earth, they had a cat, and they always had to keep Alf away from the cat because it was always trying to eat the cat, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. Is that a true story? That is a, based on a true story. <laughs> what other shows would you like to see them reboot or bring back from the 80s? And, well, do and, you... and do reboots ever work when they try to bring back something? Like, for example, if they brought back Airwolf, which was a very popular show in the Helicopters 80s. There was this guy in a, a helicopter and, the you know, the Airwolf. Mm -hmm. Like, that helicopter now probably looks like some of the Wright brothers flew. Well, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with television, but it seems like they do bring back things that used to work. Because, you know, coming up with new ideas is hard. So I, I'll see uh, Steve Harvey do Family Feud sometimes at night instead of during the day. Um, but there's a show on CBS called, uh, I think it's Hawaii Five O came back, and I don't think it worked. I, I don't know. Does it ever work when these shows come back? Not often, but um, I tell you, a show they need to bring back they, they, uh, in all of entertainment, the orangutan. I don't know what that is. No, no, the animal, the orangutan. Am they I just, saying it right? Orangutan? What What do you mean, bring back the orangutan? Well, for example, there was a movie with Clint Eastwood called Any Which Way But Loose, and it had he was a truck driver, and he traveled around with his orangutan. Mm -hmm. and buddy, when I was a kid, anything an orangutan did, I loved. I was like, oh, I'm a big fan of orangutans. Then if you remember, there's a show called Mr. Smith on television, and it was about an orangutan that wore a suit, and it could talk. So you would, uh, would you watch, now that you're 50, 60 years old, would you watch a show that had an orangutan in Absolutely. it? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> hands down. You really can't lose with monkeys, can you? Well, I think what happened was... That one orangutan made it big in Hollywood. He was the same, actually, orangutan was on Mr. Smith that was on the uh, Any Which Way But Loose movies. And then somewhere along the way, they realized that these orangutans will kill us, given the opportunity. Uh -huh. This one orangutan, I think, maybe convinced everybody that orangutans were safe. And then in the news, a couple of orangutans got loose and you know didn't, ripped people's didn't faces behave. off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have heard of that. All right. So Daniel's... Uh... Monkeys seem like they love us. They don't. I was at the zoo once when I was a kid. And the zookeeper came up and had a big tray of cupcakes. And, I mean, there was the monkey cage. had I think it had, like, all kind of different apes and primates and stuff like that in it. They were all, like, looking at this guy, like, hopping up and down, clapping their hands, blowing him kisses, like. Because <laughs> they want a cupcake. Yeah, loving it, like, you know, please and all that. The second he threw that last cupcake away, they went crazy trying to get out there to kill him. They're like, <laughs> they were shaking it. If they could have gotten a loose tie, they would have tore that guy limb from limb. Okay. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning, I am Tig, and hello, Dave. It's hard out there. Uh, things are expensive, are they not? Yes, they are. They... Go through McDonald's, that's double digits now. Used to be you could go get, like, the all-American meal for $3. Food costs a lot. Uh, what is your favorite food? Tig has weird favorite foods, like... I'm like, hey, Tag, what's your favorite food? You're like, croque de masseur? Well, I went to uh, Reese's the other day because <laughs> um, on a whim, I said, let's cook out tonight. I'd like to fire up their barbecue grill. And uh, I go up to Reese's, and I was stunned. I was shocked at how much stuff cost up there. I mean, usually I'll get a steak for me, steak for the wife, and then, uh, I don't know, twice baked potato or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it was $60. <laughs> and I go, this is crazy. You're like a politician. I'll ask you one question, then you just answer whatever you want. Well, you I said, "What's me your what my favorite, favorite food?" food? A steak. That's what I just steak. said. Steak. Right. Okay. Got it. I know we can get all unlimited free steak. 
What, buy a cow? No, 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 no. Say, um, say I like to eat chili or something like that. What's to stop us? And we could get in trouble for this. I don't know. I'm asking you. What's to stop us from, say, we wanted chili one morning to just printing off signs that said uh, Griffin Communications Chili Cook-Off and just putting them around the building? <laughs> like, if you ever want some free food at work, what's to stop you from just printing up that sign and putting it up everywhere? So then what is, what is the idea that people will then go, oh, I'd like to participate, and then they bring in free chili? Next thing you know, next week. About eight crock pots of chili are brought in. But a filet mignon contest. Steak contest? <laughs> I don't know if people would fall for that. But I believe something, uh, something simple. What? I mean, should we? Could you get in trouble for that at work? I, I don't think so. I mean, if you wanted to host a chili cook-off, and I, people believed it was a competition, but it was really just you wanted free chili. I think you would have to put a little asterisk. I can't say that word. Asterisk. 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 Uh, <laughs> what is it? Asterisk. Asterisk. Whatever. How did, how did you get this? Listen, you just have to put unsanctioned chili cook-off. Mm. Unofficial. Mm -hmm. I, I see books where it's the unauthorized biography of somebody. So unauthorized chili cook-off. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they've brought in all this chili. Mm. But I believe HR would frown upon that, but I'm not sure why. You're kind of muddy in the waters. You're, you're getting too complicated. I know how you can get free breakfast. How? What do you mean, how? You know this. You know how when you stay at a hotel, they offer that uh, breakfast downstairs? The continental breakfast, yes. Yeah. And uh, it's Frosted Flakes in some kind of, I don't know, container. And you, and then they all have that Belgian waffle thing where you can uh, pour batter. I don't think they check for who's staying there or not. What if you were just to pull up to the Holiday Inn Express, walk in those double doors, they open up for you? Go get a, uh, a Belgian waffle for free. So your big idea is to steal. Yes. <laughs> well, that's can't. Yeah. Listen, I was worried about the scruples of an unsanctioned chili cook-off, and you're like, yeah, you could just steal. How many years old are you? 46. In all your years, have you ever seen a mugshot at newson6.com of a guy who went to a Holiday Inn and ate a free waffle? Mm -mm. But it's still stealing, whether or not they take a picture of you. It's still stealing. That's your idea? I don't, Here's the I, litmus I think test. I just tell you to leave. I, I don't think that you oh, no, no, go no, to jail. No, we'll call the authorities on that. Really? Here's a litmus test. Would you tell your son, no. your little seven-year-old, hey, just pull up there and take it? No. I, I'm trying to make him a good citizen. Right. Now, me, I'm, I'm a lost soul. What would you tell your son about the unsanctioned chili cook-off? Uh, there's a morality issue there. If you're trying to really find out who has the best chili, that's one thing. However, in your case, you're just trying to eat chili. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because <laughs> when it's 100 degrees, the first thing you want is it's a big chili. old cup of chili and a nice ice-cold glass of buttermilk. I remember one time, <laughs> one time, I think the Wendy's chili, like the Wendy's uh, fast food place, mm -hmm. I think they got great chili. And I remember that uh, one day there was going to be a chili cook-off at work, and everybody's got excited, and they're going to go home and make chili. And I said, Dana, what if you and I just bought a gallon of chili from Wendy's, put it in our own containers? I think we'd win that thing. It's cheating. However, I think it. I think they'd we'd, like you'd win. I think a million people have, have tried that same kind of notion. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was unique and mm -mm. unbelievable. All right, well. All right, so we're having a chili cook-off today. Unsanctioned. <laughs> well, I, you still haven't told me your favorite food. What you do I like said a steak you, you do like a croque, a croque de masseur. I don't even know what that is. How did you even try? What is that? A sandwich? I don't know what that is. You're talking about the Monte Cristo? Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird favorite food to have. A Monte Cristo. What is that? Uh, it's a fried sandwich with cheese and meat on it, and you dip it in jelly. Okay. Well, you're not going to be with us very long. You're eating <laughs> no, fried sandwiches with cheese with and jelly. Good Lord. <laughs> it's not even fun the bowl. Today's oh, hot country. A Monte Cristo cook-off. That would be a good one, too. 98.5 The Bull, uh, I try to be a good husband, Daniel. I'm not the greatest, but I try. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a moron, and sometimes I screw it up. But the other day I went to Reese's, and I saw they had a sushi bar there. And I guess the like sushi guy makes a bunch of 
what are they, rolls and stuff? Sushi and roll, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and then they package them, and then you can buy them later in the day, even if the guy isn't there anymore. And I saw, because my wife likes sushi, so I said, I'll, I'll get her some of this. And I saw one that said imitation crab. And I go, huh. Wait, that's how they label it at Reese's, just straight up like imitation crab, or do they call it a California roll? That's what I saw on the label. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. It said imitation crab. I always get the California roll. I saw that at Teenage Ninja Turtles when I was a really little kid, and, and for some reason I've always ordered that, and that's, you're right, it's imitation crab, like avocado, cucumber, something like that. Yes. And I started thinking, because, you know, I'm a... I'm a guy who thinks about things, right? Yeah. And I go, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you know? something. Yeah, but go ahead. I go, what is imitation crab? So we know it's not real crab at this point. What is imitation crab? I got to be honest with you as a guy that is, is fairly new to sushi, I almost don't want to know. And I've purposely not looked it up because I'm worried it's going to be something weird. I, I don't eat all that raw seafood you people eat. I, I can't believe you're eating raw fish, but whatever. But I like steak, and I never go to the butcher at Reese's and go, oh, it's imitation steak, and then buy it. You know what I'm saying? Imitation hamburger. I don't know what that means. I don't know what's in this stuff. So we're, we're trying to figure out what is imitation crab made of? Well, if you don't like seafood, you don't trust seafood, you could eat imitation crab because Lord knows what it could be. Is it a plant? Buddy, I listen, I don't know, and I'm not sure I want to. Is it some uh, low-life fish? I don't know. If you guys know what imitation crab is. So I ended up not buying it because... That was my, a wise move on your part. My wife deserves real crab. <laughs> and so <laughs> I go, what is, what is imitate? I mean, you don't buy imitation Oreos. You don't buy... Imagine well, going and trying to get milk, and it says imitation milk. Well, they have some of these things, like uh, nut milk and things like that. But they tell you what it's, what's going on. That, say, now, that I agree with you. They say it's almond milk. Imitation crab. And they do make imitation Oreos. My mom goes to Dollar Tree, and she will buy, like, these knockoff brands. I could be like, uh, Mom, I want uh, some Oreos. Then she'll go to Dollar Tree and buy, like, the knockoff, like, Negros de Cream. But at least they're telling you. Imitation crab, there's no information. Okay, I want you to, like, just like in elementary school, propose a hypothesis. And then when people call in to let us know what is in this imitation crab, I want to know if your hypothesis is correct. Do you think it's, A, some type of fish? <laughs> do you think it's a plant? What do you think it is? I think it's some kind of cheap fish. That's what I think. Now, I eat this. I've had it. I don't think it's a fish, but I also don't think it's a plant. I don't know what it could be. So if you got any idea what imitation crab is, it's just so weird. If I go buy drumsticks at Reese's, chicken drumsticks, and it says imitation drumsticks, I ain't buying that. But people eat imitation crabs. So what is that? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. If you know what's in this stuff, maybe I should have bought it for her. However, I don't know what it is. Well, if your wife ever says she wants sushi, I don't think she wants you to go to the grocery store to get it. I'll just throw that out there. Now, Reese's is a great place, good business and all that, but nobody's ever like, hey, man, I sure am craving sushi. You mind stopping by Quick Trip and grabbing some of that? <laughs> it might be the greatest ever, though. Who knows? So what is this imitation crab? Is it a fish? We'll see. It's 98.5 The Bull. You want to go ahead and start here? Yeah, yeah, let's do it now. Yeah. All right, hey. Hey, it's Diagon Daniel. What's your name? Andrew. Andrew, do you eat sushi? Uh, yeah, I do. And uh, what is the imitation crab in, like, the California roll? And also, please turn on your radio. Oh. Yeah, so I actually grew up where that stuff is made. And I know people that work at the factory. All right, enough suspense. What is it made of? It is whitefish, like a cod, and starch. Cod and starch. Can I ask another question? Why, why don't yeah. they just use crab in it? 
Oh, that's expensive. Oh, is that it's a cost-saving measure? Have you ever saw that show, Ty, Most Dangerous Catch? Oh, yeah. Those guys go out there. They're like, it's, uh, I don't know, negative 10 degrees. Mm-hmm. And they're out there moving cages, but somehow they still have a cigarette in their mouth. Yeah, the boat has sank. They're just <laughs> waiting in the water smoking. <laughs> now, what was it like growing up next to the old codfish and starch factory? Oh, it stinks, but, you know, they all do. I bet it does. All right, so have we have we solved this riddle? What is uh what is imitation crab? It's a fish. Cod, yeah. Do they and starch? Do they sprinkle it with something to make it taste more like crab? I mean, artificial flavors and you know all that good stuff for you. Hmm. All right. Well, that's odd to me, but fine. And I appreciate the insight. Yeah, no problem. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for the call. It's 98.5 The Bull. If you uh, have any more insight on this, 918-879-9898. I'm just not sure that we go to Reese's or wherever you shop, and they have something called imitation something, and you go, oh, well, I'll choose that. So uh, we're trying to figure it out. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull. Tiger Daniel, good morning. You know, uh, the Congress now are taking UFOs seriously. Isn't there like government studies into this kind of stuff now like they're literally talking about it having hearings things like that so for the first time ever it seems like people are really taking ufos seriously i got a a double question here for you first of all ty do you think there's anything out there yes you do think so Mm -hmm. second of all if you left work tonight and you saw a ufo would you tell people would you get on the radio and tell people or would you not say anything out of fear of people thinking you're a nutcase? If I saw something weird, yeah, I'd bring that to the show, buddy. You would? Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. You, you realize once you cross that threshold that people are then going to say, well, this guy's, you know, off his he's rocker. A, he's a nut. Right. Which I think is a, a, a lot of reasons that anybody did have any experience with something, they wouldn't say anything. Well, you know, I think about presidents, and you get elected to be the president, and then once you take office on January 20th or whatever year— you get to know all that stuff, and none of them have ever really said much about it, have they? I, w- I mean, I, I know Bill Clinton, who was, uh, I don't know him personally. I'm just saying I know Bill Clinton uh, from Arkansas had asked his people, do we have UFOs? Mm-hmm. But he never told us what they said. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to this podcast about it, and uh, there it, tons of sightings. And first of all, a lot of times you see something, and of course— mind will play tricks on you like for example one time i got up very late at night when i was probably about nine or ten years old and it was a full moon outside and i would creep into my parents bedroom and try to get in the bed with them and i got into the living room and my dad was standing there and he was all oiled up and he was just flexing his muscles and every so often he would change positions your dad yeah and i was like dad what are you doing man he didn't say anything just stared at me and just kept flexing I stood there maybe about 45 seconds, which is a great long time to be like, what is this guy, lost his mind? I reached out to touch him. It was a plant that was just blowing in the air conditioner, but (laughs) it was dark in there, and I thought the guy was just sitting there flexing. So in other words, if you see... Optical uh, illusion or something. I think most of it is that, but if you legit straight up saw a UFO, would you go public with it? I would. And how would you prove it? I wouldn't. I would just report the sighting. Uh... Jimmy Carter, who was president of the United States, reported a UFO sighting. And then people gave him crap about it because they said, hey, that guy's, he's insane, apparently. So I don't know. I get your point. If I report it, I'm crazy. However, I don't think I could just hold that inside, you know? Are you more scared of aliens or AI? Oh, AI. Really? Yeah. Because that's, we know that exists. Hmm. Maybe AI will help us take down the aliens if they try to attack us and well, steal our no, oxygen. I hope no aliens are listening, Ty, because you just messed up. Do you remember that documentary called Spaceballs? Uh-huh. And they came down and tried to steal our oxygen and stuff? hmm That's what I'm worried about. You're worried about Spaceballs coming down and <laughs> taking our oxygen. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Hey, good morning, Daniel. I want to know more about this dog you've been feeding. Your neighbors are all up in arms. You're going to a city council meeting tonight. Is this about the dog? No, uh, so the to back up here... Um, there's a dog that runs around my neighborhood, and we, we know she's had babies. You can kind of tell uh, that she's producing milk and things, and but she's so skinny and emaciated 
that I said to myself, well, she must have a litter of puppies somewhere, and I don't want them to starve. So I started feeding this dog, and some of the neighbors got mad at me about this. They said, stop feeding the dog. It was so bad, Daniel, that we I would put food in this kind of open lot that the city of Tulsa owns and Tupperware, mm-hmm. and somebody was taking the Tupperware every day. So not only were they dumping the food out, they were taking the Tupperware away. So I had to go through all this Tupperware to keep feeding this dog. Finally, I decided, all right, well, the, the heck with you. I'll just feed it in my yard. And so they won't come in my yard and steal things. You know, they're not going to take the Tupperware out of there. And the other night, I'm trying to sleep. And um, and we, we have a very early schedule. And about 3 in the morning, I heard, ooh, ooh. And I go, oh, my God, it's that dog. She's hungry, and she needs to make milk for these kids, and she needs nutrition for that and all that. And so the last thing I want to do is get up and get out of bed to feed this dog. However, I'd read a story about Abraham Lincoln that back before cars, they had these wagons. And Abraham Lincoln, sitting president of the United States, said, turn the wagon around. This guy moved a turtle off the cobblestone road because he said, I could have passed it and forgot about the turtle, but... I knew that uh, since I could do something, if I didn't do something, I'd feel bad later. So I got up about 3 a.m. I went out there. This little this little uh, mom dog is out there crying because I think she's hungry. Now, how am I supposed to just ignore that? But the neighbors don't like it because I don't know. I don't know why they don't like it, actually. Why, why would somebody complain about that? Well, they're probably like if you start feeding animals in this abandoned lot, it's going to attract animals. Well, that's that's true. I don't disagree with that. However, what's the alternative? Let this dog starve to death? Well, well, tell us what happened with the crying dog. Well, I went out there, and this poor girl, I loaded uh, a Tupperware container up with food and, and water, and then I watched her from the window to make sure she noticed the food, and she ate every single bite of it and drank every single ounce of water. She must have been starving and thirsty all at the same time. And so it, it broke my heart in a way. But the neighbor, some neighbors don't like now. it. Huh? You're going to adopt the dog. That's great uh. news, buddy. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, you care a little bit. <laughs> well, she won't let me get close. I guess it's one of those dogs that either had a bad relationship with a human at some mm-hmm. point or doesn't know humans. But I get out there, and I try to walk up to her and pet her, and she just goes, Ruff, ruff. And if I get anywhere close to her, she she runs about 10 feet back. And if I get closer to her again, she runs another 10 feet back. So I can't get near her. But if she's coming to your house crying for food, like, I think you kind of own that dog now. Should I? Not I pr- should I, you. You do. Like, I if it's coming to your would. house and crying, you own it now. I probably would adopt that dog if she started hanging out. What's its name? I don't know. I don't have a name for it yet. Wait, y'all see a dog around the neighborhood all the time? Don't name it? Mm-mm. <laughs> Inhuman. I'm just trying to th- get to the logic of why somebody cares that I feed a dog because that they feel seems to like be in need. They feel like that if you start feeding dogs and cats there, all the dogs and cats in the neighborhood will. Well, you know what I'm going to do. What? I'll teach the neighbors a lesson. I'll start feeding every animal. I have leopards over there. Leopards. <laughs> Mountain lions. <laughs> I just don't. Am I wrong to feed a dog that's hungry? No, but I could also see the neighbor's side of it, too. Like, that's that's the problem with, like, neighbors. You, For some reason, people will start fighting with each other, and you'll never understand why. They feel like it's going to be a nuisance with a bunch of dogs running around there. Uh, but also, if a dog's crying, buddy, I got to feed it no matter what. I'm, I'm letting like, it the inside. The dog is me. out there going, and so hungry, and she's obviously got babies somewhere. And I don't want those babies not to be able to eat. And so the mom has to have nutrition. So anyway, um, I guess I'm going to own a dog soon. Another dog. I've already got one. So <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people you come to my house that's going to reek. Oh, it's no. Be you think I have a stinking house? Hair everywhere. It's oh, going to be boy, pretty so. bad. Oh, so. stinking Rogers. I can't wait. <laughs> it's not even five <laughs> the bull. Uh, man, we're not that far away, Daniel. 20 minutes away from Easton Corbin tickets. With our bullfight here with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, guys. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Buddy, I went and saw Barbie yesterday, and this guy was eating scraps in the movie theater. It's 98.5 The Bull. Uh, I went in there. Now you know they're all assigned seating. 
at most theaters, right? You get on an app and you Is pick out your seat. Yeah. I never heard of that. Have you been to the movie in the last decade? So it's like you're going to a football game. You've got seat A3 or something. Correct. Wow. At least at the AMC I go to. Some theaters don't have it. I think Eaton Square is still kind of old school. They don't fool with all that. But I uh, pick out my seat. I even order my snack ahead of time, my drink or whatever. And I'll ha- it'll be waiting on me there. I uh, go into the theater but, yesterday. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you, get a, you pick your seat, and then <laughs> you're such a fancy lad mm. that you have food already ready for you. Well, there's express pickup now. You don't have to wait in line. You just yeah. order on the app. Yeah, apps. Yeah. Todd's scared of apps. You're right. It's uh, crazy, right? Well, fancy pants. I go in there to my assigned seat. I'm waiting for the movie to start. When I get in, I look down, and there is garbage all in my seat. I mean, like, littered with, uh, like, a Reese's Pieces wrapper, a old cup, a, oh, a half-eaten pack mm. of Twizzlers. Let's all think about Daniel today. So I pick that stuff up, and I move it over. Mm. I didn't take it to the garbage can. I moved it over. I'm sorry. Seat. During the movie, another guy comes in and sits down, starts eating the old pack of Twizzlers. <laughs> this dude straight up Tyke <laughs> ate trash. <laughs> Could you believe it? <laughs> How can you afford to go to the movie? The guy's eating somebody else's snacks? Yes. Hand to God. About... <laughs> More than halfway through the movie, he looks over and goes, are, are these yours? <laughs> After you done ate a few of the Twizzlers, ate, well, don't yeah. then look over to me and go, hey, man, are these yours? Yeah, it's a weird thing. He gets there. He sees trash. Mm-hmm. No shame in his game. Starts eating one to two of the Twizzlers. And, and then, then ask you if it's yours. Yeah. And I wanted to say, well, what if they were? You've eaten some of... The Twizzlers, I, I don't get who in the world eats garbage. The guy must have means because he paid for that ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see if uh, he didn't have means. Maybe eat a snack from somebody. I'm more impressed. However, he paid to get in the movie but then didn't buy <laughs> snacks. I'm more impressed with the courage to eat half of them and then look over garbage. and go, hey, man, these yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'll, also, I got a question. Yeah. This was at... Was he by himself? No, he was with his family. Oh. But did you go watch Barbie by yourself? I did, yeah. Nothing to see here, folks. Just a 46-year-old going to see Barbie. Buddy, it's been 103 degrees outside. What else are you going to do at 2 o'clock during the day? You can't walk? You can't? What did you do yesterday? You know, I picked up my kid and things, but was Barbie good? Pretty good, yeah. I mean, I kind of think on the some, surface it's like silliness, but I've actually seen good reviews about it. It's getting great reviews, and uh, I know some people are, you know, there's some controversy behind it and all that. That was pretty good. Hour and like 50 minutes, and uh, it's hot outside. Yeah, I love going to a movie during the day by myself, eating some trash, you know, just <laughs> just chilling out. What would your granddad think if uh, he was still with us and heard that his grand- Oh, my granddad's rolling in his grave, you know, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> my grandson would go see Barbie. My, my hair used to like touch my collar. And he's like, what are you, a girl? And now if he knew I was going to Barbie, he would really lose his mind. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, good on you, man. And um, so go see Barbie. You can uh, have free trash snacks Yeah, if just you eat want. some trash off the door. Would you? Now, listen, here's the weird thing about me is I would never eat somebody's half-eaten Twizzlers. However, if somebody left some popcorn in a bucket in there, I might be tempted to try some of that. Would you eat that? Sick puppy, man. No. I'm a sick puppy? I don't know if people wash their hands and they put their hands in there. That's disgusting. Something wrong with you. Well, I didn't. I just said I thought about it. Okay. See, that's the difference in me and, like, uh, Twizzler guy. I would consider it and then ultimately decline and not do it. He saw Twizzlers. Mm -hmm. He goes, there's two options here. Either this is trash or this is this guy's Twizzlers. I think I'll eat them either way. Different strokes for different folks, man. Mm-hmm. What I you guess. talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Hot new catchphrase. Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. Well, that guy who ate your Twizzlers or the trash, tr- he, he might need to watch his weight now. Maybe so. You eat a lot of uh, th- theater Twizzlers, uh, you might ought to check out Red Mountain Weight Loss. Tyke, they help you lose weight. You can dial pound 250 on your cell phone. A physician will video call you and you'll come up with a plan together. 
And you can lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days, like Daniel said. And that is not only just feeling better, maybe looking better, but also, Daniel, you had gone to the doctor and the dude said, you got two choices here. Either you lose some weight or I'm going to put you on high blood pressure medication. And you chose to lose weight. So it's good for your health to lose weight. They say, like, all the bad habits we could have, smoking and, I don't know, drinking too much or whatever, still the number one thing is lose weight. And that helps you the most. And Red Mountain Weight Loss can help you get there. Up to 20 pounds in 30 days. Dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome into the bullfight brought to you by Optimum Complete. Uh, Daniel, we're playing for Easton Corbin tickets today, right? That is correct, Tig. And today's quiz is going to be called Miss You. All the answers begin with miss. Okay. Miss. Uh, for example... A hung jury causes this. A mistrial? Mistrial. Okay. All right. That sounds kind of fun. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult. I don't think anybody's going to get these. Well, we had, hey, yesterday I think we set a record because our two contestants yesterday, they got every question right and only in the sudden death tiebreaker did we find out a winner. We need to start recruiting for the Tig and Daniel Trivia Dream Team. We need to start, like, making note of people that win this and get every single one right. Ty, I think we should put together a dream team, especially between us and people on News on 6, like Leanne Taylor. Being on the news for all these years probably knows every, like, pop culture question there is. So the idea is that we put this dream team together and we go out to restaurants and do their trivia night. So at the end, we win an artichoke dip. We win win free Tato skins (laughs) at the end of the night with our Tiger Daniels trivia dream team. Uh, Your ambition is unparalleled. Yeah, so uh, whenever you call and play today, keep in mind, we might be recruiting you for our Tiger Daniels trivia dream team. Let's do this. Uh, Caller number nine, caller number 10, looking for you. It's 918-879-9898, and like, Daniel says it's halfway in an audition to join our Tiger Daniel trivia dream team. It's 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tiger Daniel. Welcome in, Daniel, to the bullfight. Brought to you by Optimum Complete. So here we go. Who do we have today, Daniel? Today we've got Carol. She works at a doctor's office, and uh, she would love to go see Easton Corbin. Carol, have you uh, been trying and dreaming of trying to be on the Tiger Daniel Trivia Dream Team? Uh, forever. Uh, what would your nickname be if you made the team? Coco. Coco. All right. Not bad. Uh, taking on Carol this morning is Sydney. She works at a uh, also like a medical place, and she does x-rays and CAT scans. Am I right? Right. And you guys always say, uh, put this lead apron on. Don't worry, it's not dangerous. And then you guys dive out of the room before you take the x-ray. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, to protect you, Tyke, here's an apron. It's not dangerous, but wear this uh, body armor. Yeah. (laughs) All right, right, Sydney, uh, real barrel of monkeys, I can tell. (laughs) Uh, Guys, listen, all the uh, answers to these questions today begin with miss. That's why the quiz is called Miss You. You guys understand? Yeah. Yes. Miss. Miss. Up first, Carol, this is to put an object down and then forget where it is. Misplace. Misplace. I got to tell you, Tig loses his keys about once a quarter, so it doesn't find them for weeks. It's got to drive him crazy. Yeah, I, I I don't know what that deal is with that. Do you ever lose your keys? Not, I, no, I not like you. All no. the time. Sydney, this is to say a word incorrectly. Mispronounce. Mispronounce is correct. Tied up. Carol, to incorrectly determine the cause of an illness. Misdiagnose. Misdiagnose. Sydney, to enter the wrong phone number. Misdial. Correct. Carol, this is a gun failure. Misfired. Misfire. Sydney, this is a crime that is less than a felony. Misdemeanor. Ty, we are tied up three to three. Carol, 
This is to put an actor in the wrong role. Oh. I don't know that one. Help her out, Tag. That's a good question. I, I don't know the answer. Miscast. 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 Oh. Sydney, here's your chance to take the lead. This is an unsuitable pairing. Mismatch. Mismatch is correct. Carol. This is one who hates women. Lemon? No, <laughs> women. Women. One who hates women. Who hates women? Starts with a miss. What would that be? Women. That's misogynist. Oh. Misogynist. Oh, I don't know any of those. Sydney, if you get this one right, you will defeat Carol. And you'll have gotten every single one correct. This is nuisance or harm, such as what a leprechaun might cause. Mischief. Say again. Mischief. Mischief is correct. And with that, Sydney has defeated Carol in the 98-5, the bullfight. She's gotten every single question right, so she's going to go see Easton Corbin at Hard Rock Live. And also, Sydney, uh, you know what happens if you get every single question right, right? Yes. All right, tag, please. Let's all take a moment here. It's a very special day. Sydney, I must get down on one knee, and I reach into the vest of my... I mean, the pocket of my vest, and I bring out a, a tiny velvet box, and I open that box, and there's an engagement ring there, and I say, Sydney, will you please accept my hand in marriage? For a day, sure. Wait, she said what? Just, just for today. She said just for today. A one-day marriage? For today. Hey, now. That sounds pretty good. Well, congratulations, you Where two. Where will we go on our honeymoon? I was thinking Stroud. Oh, no. What you you're not fancy enough for the bright lights of Stroud? Not Stroud. All right, not Stroud. Uh, wait, are y'all already fighting? It's our first fight. Uh, is divorce imminent now? Sydney, I want a divorce. <laughs> you can have custody of Tig. I'll just go my separate ways and live my life in Stroud like I've always wanted. Okay, we'll be the trivia team, the new trivia team. Carol, are you available now? I am. Okay, then. Hey, now. Two marriages in one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sydney, uh, not only have you won the Easton Corbin tickets and my heart, you now have a decision to make. Will you give these tickets to Carol, or are you going to hold on them to yourself? I'm going to keep them. Oh, Carol, I'm sorry. Aww. Uh, the good news, though, Carol, you've got another chance to win the 98.5 The Bull Fight tomorrow at 740. All brought to you by Optimum Complete. Perfect. Thank you, ladies. And I guess uh, Sydney can go out and celebrate her divorce now. I mean, it's a quick, quick marriage, it was, quick uh, divorce. It was a whirlwind, Tiger. But, uh, you know, it's magical for a moment. John Party on 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull at 7.53. Hey, Daniel. Tig, uh, you've got a, uh, you're going to the city council meeting tonight? <laughs> yeah. This is what you do to pass the time? Mm, yeah, well, I'm volunteered to like, help out with my neighborhood. It's not an HOA. I know people How hate are those. you helping out by going to the meeting? Do you speak at the meeting or just sit there and watch it? No, I just watch and take okay, notes. so useless. Oh, take but notes. These, uh, these city council meetings, I don't know if you've ever been to a city council meeting, but you get to see what the public is really like. You know, you go home oh, and you that. drive home and you get, see your family, and you don't maybe see what the public is like. And um, they will say things like, all right, so all we're going to talk about is sidewalks right now. Do not get up here and talk about anything except sidewalks, but we're going to take public comments on sidewalks. And that's all. And by the way, that's the only thing you can talk about is sidewalks. And everybody seems to kind of agree in the audience. Uh, okay, that sounds good. The first guy gets up there, talks about whatever he wants. I got a bad neighbor. It, it's just craziness out there. And it's not unique to Tulsa. I'm not bad talking to the city. It's just the public in general. So they don't follow rules. They don't. They uh, think that they can just break the rules. And this is what you chose to do tonight. Uh, the Book of Mormon is in town. I saw it last night. Phenomenal, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of going to see world class entertainment, you go to the city, city council, council to hear people talk about birds' nests. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, um, whenever I go to the uh, opening night of these plays at uh, TPAC. Tulsa Performing Arts Center. 
they will come out and Griffin, our a home company here, kind of sponsors this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they will come out and say thank you to KOTV, which is News on 6, for sponsoring this season at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. And when they do that, I like to stand up as though I'm a chairperson for <laughs> Tulsa, uh, for uh, News on 6. And I'll kind of stand up and I like wave to the yeah, crowd people are looking bit. at you going saying, right. hey, that guy like runs uh, News on 6 or something. Saw Book of Mormon last night. They didn't make the announcement. I didn't get to do oh, my thing where I stand bad. up and wave. I was very disappointed. That's too bad. Well, you can come to the city council meeting. I'll I'll get them to. That was give my you a suggestion. News on six, and you can come stand up. I was going to say, Nick, when you're at the city council meeting tonight, before you fall asleep, you should stand up and like whenever they say something like a particular business, stand up like you're a chairperson, for right? Kind of wave to the crowd. I got you. Especially if it was something awesome, like somebody's super successful. We want to thank Google. And then you like, what, and then I stand up and I like I'm a Google guy. But I really applaud you. I mean, you're uh, you go in there watching it, taking notes is really going to make a big difference. <laughs> I, what do you I, do? I admire you, you being many, so brave. You go home and eat chicken sliders. Uh, at least I'm doing something. You're taking notes at the city council meeting. Mm-hmm. Now listen, we're going to take public comments, but do not mention anything except stoplights. Okay, we're good. Okay. I got crickets everywhere. <laughs> Like, yeah. nobody listens to the rules. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to see these notes. Could you please bring these in tomorrow <laughs> and read them on the air? Like, uh, uh, 750, guy stands up and reads the entire Wendy's menu to the city council. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope somebody <laughs> does that. <laughs> awesome. It's not even five the bull. You see that uh, there's, like, some controversy in Tulsa about uh, people who like to play tennis. They're upset about that they're converting everything to pickleball now. Pickleball is some kind of phenomenon and uh so they're using the tennis course now for pickleball and the people who love tennis don't really like it had a call yesterday a guy said listen i love to play tennis and uh, i don't mind playing pickleball but sometimes i go to the court and the pickleballers have taken over the tennis course yeah uh, i'll get a, a florence park i think it's called and uh they have converted the tennis courts into pickleball courts and i could see where people don't really like that <laughs> but i'll tell you what's saving me i i it's 102 or 103 degrees yesterday, and what's saving me right now is my son, will, I'll pick him up from camp, summer camp. Dad, can we please pay, play pickleball? Can we please go? And that's like the last thing I want to do. I like to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. However, when it's 103 degrees and you're playing on essentially a parking lot, it's all concrete out there, right? And so that's been saving me a little bit. Am I a bad person to just say, we're not playing if it's 103 degrees? No, you're not a bad person. Nobody could play out in this heat. I don't think young people could play. I can't even walk my dog in it unless you have an indoor pickleball court. No, I think you're fine. Yeah, your dog, you know, you think a dog would do anything to get outside. Your dog looks at you and goes, dude, this is crazy. Yeah, he starts nosing back toward the house. He's like, let's get out of here. (laughs) And we have another one of those days ahead of us today. (laughs) The dog turns you down for walks Mm now. It's 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, I'm kind of upset with you right now. Oh, are you now? Totally honest. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. Yeah, man, I I thought that we were going to spend some time together this weekend. I thought we would go. um... So what's happening is my wife is leaving town and she's taking my son. So for the first time in a long time, I'll have the house to myself. It's going to be a bachelor pad over there. And I thought you and I could get together and watch Oppenheimer. And then I thought you and I could get together and go watch Barbie together. And then I thought you and I could go get a a nice meal at a fair price. You know, like bros weekend. Because I don't have the family in town. That doesn't happen. This guy, Daniel, goes and sees Oppenheimer by himself. And then uh, this morning, I didn't even know this. I said, but did you go see Barbie? And he already went and saw Barbie. I don't go to movies on the weekends. They're too crowded. Too many people talking. Yeah, but now you got to go see Oppenheimer again and Barbie again. Not happening. (laughs) It's like uh, this happens, I think, in a lot of marriages. Somebody watches the next episode of something on Netflix and then I, I have done this before in my life. I went ahead and snuck around and watched you know an, another episode of Breaking Bad or something mm-hmm. and then 
Brittany, my wife, comes in. She goes, let's watch Breaking Bad. And uh, then I go, oh, that sounds good. And I have to rewatch the episode, but sit there and pretend like I didn't see it, you know? I'm not watching Oppenheimer again. That is a heavy movie. That is about the horrors of war. You're going to. But I can't believe you kind of cheated on me, man. I thought that we had talked about these movies because, you know, the um, actors are on strike and stuff. And so eventually we're going to run out of movies for a second. This is our last chance to kind of bro it out and go watch some movies together. And you wouldn't watch Barbie by I, yourself. I have a, a trivia question for you. I want to see if you remember. Me and you have together. Now, we've been doing this show together for 15 years. We've been to two movies together. Can you name me the two movies that me and you saw together in theaters? Um. Yeah, the the one that I think of is that we went and saw First Man mm-hmm. together. What's the first movie we saw together? Uh, the jazz movie. Whiplash. With Whiplash, And yes. boy, did we love that movie. We had a grand old time Wait, at that movie theater, didn't we? I know, but why did you, uh, why did you forsake me and go see <laughs> movies without me? Well, because first of all, I don't go on the weekends because it's too crowded. Second oh, okay. of all, one of us needs to keep up with entertainment to be able to talk about it here on the radio station. So what are we going to do this weekend, then? Well, I don't know what you know, you're going to do. The do family's you? out of town. Uh, do I want to come sit over there with you alone in that house? I don't think so. Daniel goes home. You don't have anything going on. You're not married. You don't have a kid. Uh, you, I guess you just look at your wind chimes. I don't know what you do over there. I go out and about on the town, buddy. I go do you things. Do? That's the difference in me and you. Like You're like, I got the house to myself. Uh, you know, wild weekend. What are you going to do? I'll just sit there. When you go out, uh, do people notice you? Never. Or? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in solitude the whole weekend. Ty claims he And he gets, won't come hang out with me. Correct. Ty claims he gets recognized all the time. I don't buy it. I go out that's all not, the time. That's not what I say. Nobody you're an idiot. ever knows who I am. You're making it up. Okay. The only thing that I will say is that when you have a name Tig, mm-hmm. T-I-G-E, Tig, that if you meet a Daniel, which is your name, it could just be any Daniel in the world. But Tig kind of, people go, eh, you mean... I think I've heard that. Oh, you're maybe that guy. So it's only that. I'm not saying that that I'm Leo DiCaprio or something. I'm just saying. You act like, though. But now I have, you to, can't go, go anywhere. I have to go see Barbie by myself this weekend. Do you, since you get recognized all the time, do you wear a disguise like Michael Jackson when you go out? Do you have to do that? Yeah, I got a monkey. And I bring the monkey out like bubbles, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah bubbles. <laughs> but for, in all seriousness, what are you going to do this weekend? I, I know, know that you're not going to go see Barbie because you, first of all, don't like movies that picture women in a, a good light. You won't see that, but you Wait, will what? think you'll go see the Oppenheimer that stars the man. You yeah, said. I want to go see the movies, but I'm kind of mad. There's this guy called, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. And he was in a movie that I just loved called First Man, which you and I got to go see together, Daniel. The guy, you know, walked on the moon and stuff. And I go, this guy is a great actor. He could win an Academy Award for this movie. I thought, man, this guy. And then he goes and plays Ken from Barbie, and it kind of upset me. Why does that upset you? I had him in high esteem, and then he goes and plays Barbie. So, yeah. So, in other words, any movie about women you don't like. (laughs) <laughs> You're crazy. How so? You want to do this? Yes, please, yeah. That's my wife calling. Uh, does your wife call you at work, by the way? Hey, hey, good morning. Hi, Dad. Oh, it's my son. Oh, uh-oh. Hey, good morning, Mac. You know how you were talking what you should do on the weekend? Yeah? Go to, like, the arcade or something. Go to Andy B's or something. Yeah, you lose or go to the arcade as a 45-year-old man alone. <laughs> Got my kid calling me. Um, Look at him with that plug for Andy go B's. To Andy B's. They have, like, the best ticket games. You you win, like, a thousand tickets. Oh, and then I can turn that in for uh, bracelets and bouncy balls and things. I know exactly what he's yeah. talking about, Tig. Uh, Mac and I went to Andy B's the other day, and we played we played all these games. How many tickets did we end up winning, Mac? Like fifteen hundred, right? We won, we won like one thousand. We won about like one thousand five hundred tickets. Yeah, and thirteen. And then we went to that gift shop, buddy. Your son agonized over these gifts as though he were Robert Oppenheimer agonizing over the nuclear bomb. (laughs) And then, you know what you did, Mac? You left half of that stuff in my car. (laughs) Okay, all right, it's good. 
Well, Mac, I love you, buddy. You're... You didn't? If I sent you a picture right now of all the stuff you left in my car, like this mermaid egg, and uh, he also, he goes to camp, Tyke, brings out all his, quote, art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, well, Mac, Mac I, I guess uh, maybe since uh, Daniel's already went and saw the two movies I wanted to see with him, I'll, I'll go to the arcade, I guess. Yep. Well, thank you, buddy, for the call. Well, I didn't expect you to call this morning, but I love you, and I uh, hope you have a great day at camp, and I'll see you this afternoon, okay? Okay. Bye. All right. Have a great day. Ooh, no, I love you back. Oh, Harsh. Ugh. Burn. Love you, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the call. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. Today's High Country with Tig and Daniel. You know, a kid like my son, he's seven years old. He doesn't know the... Uh, the weight gain challenge because his metabolism still kicking and all that. I turned 30 something and boom, things out of the blue. And, uh, it's hard to lose weight now, isn't it? Dan? It is your metabolism's uh, slowed down. You're not looking so good anymore. Tug. What? You're just, it's your metabolism. Okay. It's slowed way down. Well, you know, with red mountain weight loss, you can lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days. That's pretty good. It's kind of like a time machine. When's the last time you weighed 20 pounds less? And we take medication for everything. Why not take medication to help you lose weight? RM3 is there for you. A doctor is going to call you at your house. You never have to leave. You don't have to go sit on that paper bed and all that bull. And then if you need medication, they just mail it to you anyway, right? So you never leave your house, and you could be losing up to 20 pounds in 30 days. Losing weight is hard, Tug. People are uh, really, really having a hard time with it. Get a plan going with Red Mountain Weight Loss. You'll love it. Dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and good morning, Daniel. That's a great point, Tig. We were talking about the weather being so um, awful that people do these videos where they put, you know, what do they do? They make, make cookies a cookie in the car. or whatever. Yeah. Let's take it up a notch. Okay. Rotisserie chicken in the car. Would it, <laughs> how long would it take to cook a rotisserie chicken? A rotisserie chicken. In your car. Uh, well, I saw Alan Crone, News on 6. They put up a chart. It seems like a week or so ago. And they said, listen, if it's 100 degrees outside in the air, your car could get up to 130. Mm-hmm. Is 130 enough to cook a chicken, though? Because I thought you had to get it to a 165 before, or else you'll get worms and diarrhea. Well, now I'm grossed out of chicken. But um, they say after an hour, the car can get up to 143 degrees. So if you cooked, you would have to leave it in there. A while, but again, long, long, long time. Again, with the chicken, I thought it had to be 165 for before a chicken was safe. I believe you could cook beef in your car. You can make hamburgers right now. Like if you're heading to work, you know, make some patties, put those babies on your dashboard, and then when you get off at five, they'll be cooked. How about that? I'm trying to Google now. Could you cook a chicken in a car? Yeah. I wonder if anybody else has thought of asking this question. That's the thing about Google. You start typing this thing out, and you'd be amazed that everybody's already thought of every question. Ever. I know. You think you're unique, but uh, there's a 8 billion people on the planet that have already, some of them have already asked the question you're wondering about. Could you cook a chicken in a hot car? Yeah, let me see here. <laughs> okay, that's the suspense. What tension? Oh, some lady made a whole menu in her car. She made a hood-fried farm egg, <laughs> slow-roasted olive oil confit chicken thighs. Oh, she did cook chicken. Yeah, I guess she could. Oh, my God. I wouldn't risk it, though. Yeah, I thought that because uh, I have this thermometer I can put in meat now, and it tells me uh, if it's you, – you used to have to cut it open and look at it, but now the thermometer will just tell you. I don't think you can cook a chicken and be safe in your car. However, cookies and probably a steak would work if you leave it in there long enough. So let's do that, Daniel. Steak dinner with cookies. Uh, well, according car, to this lady, roasted. she cooked the chicken in... And she got sick. Over two hours. She didn't say she got sick, but uh, I, wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't risk it. This must <laughs> so, be chicken cutlet. That's what is uh, going to be our reality here in the Tulsa area. Oh, how about car s'mores? Car s'mores. Now that's an idea. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, car s'mores. We Probably. need to invent this. We Hold on, listen. I just had a vision. So we pack it, the graham cracker, the marshmallow, the chocolate, and we make it to where you put it on your dash 
so that when you pick up your kids, they have car smooth. Oh, my God. And you would be able to do that today as we, uh, they say, if it's 100 degrees, it could be 130 in your car. Daniel says up to 140 to 40 degrees. So uh, we'll see. Uh, if you make car s'mores, please let us know. Not a bad idea, Daniel. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. And, Tugs, you hear about uh, our poor boss, this drive he had to make the other day. It's 98.5 The Bull. So he had to go pick up his, some of his possessions from down in Florida. He's just moved here. And this guy in a U-Haul. All the way from Florida to Tulsa. He didn't even make it the first day. He had a, you know, he had some troubles and things like that. 16-hour mm-hmm. drive. You Brutal. would be a zombie at the end of 16 hours. 16 hours in a truck? That is terrible. Have you ever had to drive one of those U-Hauls any great distance? Yeah, we used to um we used to rent them to move furniture and then we would disconnect the odometer. So U-Haul had no idea that um we drove as far as we did. You know you're saying this stuff on the air, don't you? You're going to get arrested by U-Haul. I'll take that back. I wonder, though, is the U-Haul technology, are they more comfortable than they used to be? I don't know. Um, probably, like everything else, cars get better and better and better with each uh, iteration of a new vehicle. I don't know. Would a U-Haul be fun to be in? I remember I watched this documentary called Home Alone, mm-hmm. and uh, this mom was trying to get back to her son, and she rode in the back of a U-Haul, and it looked pretty good. I'm just thinking 16 hours driving even a luxury car. Uh, it's tough. This makes you go crazy. Yeah, it would make you go crazy. How do you pass the time when you have 16 hours? Well, you know, and I, I have to make that drive to Alabama, and it's about 10 hours. And I find myself going a little crazy. And now I have literally unlimited entertainment. I could listen to the Tiger Daniel podcast. I could listen to any amount of things on the Internet, probably even, you know, put on a documentary on Netflix and just lay it in the seat and hear that. Mm-hmm. How are we still bored? Uh, we must. We probably need to think about how it was back in the day whenever we were kids going on these long road trips to go to Florida or something like that. I remember going. We just had to take it. So my kid, he has an iPad, Mm -hmm. and so he's good to go. But when I was a kid, we would go to, we took about a five- or six-hour drive to Atlanta, and my only entertainment was how many cigarettes is Dad smoking? (laughs) And that was, you just sat there and took it. So I don't know what we did. What did we do back then? I don't remember. I, you told me, Dan, listen to this. Daniel told me, you know how when you have a, a four-door sedan, there's like that back shelf mm-hmm. that leans against the back windshield? There's a little shelf up there. Back in the day, there used to be da- that little shelf. Yeah. Daniel used to crawl on that shelf and sleep. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you get thrown in jail for 30 years for letting your kid do that, right? But uh, that's what you did, like a little raccoon or something. Well, for some reason, back in the uh, 80s and 90s, your parents wouldn't mind if you laid up there in that back back shelf. And there was always like a dead bee back there and you just laying there. <laughs> you didn't have that when you were a yeah, kid? I did see that. There was always some insects back there. <laughs> Going on vacation used to be brutal because you didn't have anything to do. You could take coloring books and things like that. I would try to read in the back of the car. i get car sick. Can you read in a car? Mm-mm. No, I, I can't. So... I guess we just took it, man. But you had a brother to play with, so you had a great time. No, we had a, bro- I had a brother to fight with because we couldn't stand each other. And you have to make that, you'd make a barrier on the seat, like a yeah. thin line, and if they crosses it, then you felt like you could pinch him. I, I just remember, man, we would, me and my brother start fighting in that back seat, and my dad would turn around, and the veins are popping out of his neck. He's like, we're in Atlanta. Shut the hell up. Because it's stressful to drive in a big city, and then you got kids in the back. And so, in a way... You're supposed to be on this great vacation, and everything is lovey-dovey. Meanwhile, people are screaming at each other. I didn't have I didn't have a sibling until I was like 14 or 15, so I was like seven or eight. And my parents knew that I didn't have anybody to fight with, so they would fight with each other for me. Every vacation we went on, these two would get in a fight over the map, and it was mostly my dad. Isn't that funny? Vacations are supposed to be. This, like, great experience, but meanwhile, they're more stressful in a way. Well, because of him. He didn't, he was the one that made it so stressful because what he wanted was for my mom to be the GPS. Mm. And it's a big city. When you're from a small town in the middle of nowhere, whenever you have to drive in a big city, people scared to death. And I remember us trying to make it through Atlanta or something like that. And my dad, veins just bulging, like, oh, oh, read the map, Cheryl, where are we? And my mom couldn't navigate, you know, in real time. Yeah. And what's worse, she couldn't find Atlanta on the map. And it would be a map of Georgia, so he's wanting her to do it in real time, and she couldn't do it. 
she couldn't even find the city. Yeah. So these two together would get into a terrible fight and just <laughs> head back home. <laughs> that they, one fight, yeah. He turned around. They mini vacation. We'd get down there, and uh, my dad would get mad at my mom because she wanted to relax by the pool, and he'd be like, oh, "Relax." We gotta go do something adventure. <laughs> Your mom just wants to lay by the pool, <laughs> and they'll he like, get mad, and we had to leave the next yeah, day. Yeah, in a way, fight vacations are like more stressful than just going to work every day. You right? need to fight that urge. You're a dad now. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go on vacation, aren't you going to the beach very soon here? Mm-hmm. Don't take it out on your kid. Let them ha- let All them right, have I'll, their time. I'll, I'll you know? try. I, I'm pretty calm, but uh, right. right. <laughs>